Well, then, mate. Oh, mate. Fucking big crim, innit? It's the big crim. <laughs> yeah. Mean old big crim coming over the hilltop there. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was good. That was good. That was a good start. It's, it's the best start we've ever had to a, a very special bumper Christmas episode. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Merry Christmas. Not you, Bob Cratchit, you fucking bone idle prick. Get back to work. <laughs> That's what I'd be saying. This I is... think there would be a much better version of the Christmas Carol if it was just an 18. What so people could so Scrooge could just be like fuck off, mate. Instead of all this sort of like uh, you only have three hours off on Christmas Day, it'd be like you're all fucking dead, miserable bastard alert. I mean, I I guess it would take maybe some of the poetry away um, of Dickens, are, possibly are the greatest really writer of the last three hundred years. <laughs> you know, For the poetry, um, really. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Who would you cast as Scrooge in in your new version? Um, trying to think of the most miserable person I could think. Of. I think uh, Gandalf would be a good one. Ian McKellen, he'd be a good Scrooge because he's generally miserable. Yeah. See, I was thinking more like um, maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, Schwartzy would be hilarious in the role of. You know, run down old miserable man, Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, he would. He'd smoke a cigar and say, "What the cook it down now?" <laughs> Every time no Bob Cratchit grabbed a cookie, he just shout it. But I think the the thing is, with all those, like you, you see the um, you see the kind of Christmas TV that's coming up. You see the adverts for it, and all, oh, and the the adverts, and the all, oh, and the this, and the all, oh, and the that. I'm just like, <sighs> that interests me, mate. Well, none of it interests me anyway. Give me a give me a Christmas an 18 rated Christmas Carol with a Schwarzenegger as Ebenezer Scrooge. I might watch it. I might watch that. Yeah, but the only thing is, we're getting a little bit. Have you ever seen the movie Scrooged? With um, what, Bill Murray? Bill Murray, of yeah. course I have. So, obviously, the whole thing at the beginning of that, he's a, like an evil TV network owner who doesn't care about anything except money. And one of the things that he's done is, was it? It's Christmas. Christmas just got serious with Lee Majors or something, and it's like fucking <laughs> AK forty sevens and the the grotto is being overrun by terrorists and only one man can save Santa. It's a fucking six million dollar man or something. It's all getting a bit maybe we should just cast guns. Just just guns rifles as, in the place of humans. Yeah, I mean I think that <laughs> I think you're right. I mean I think but but I guess it, it poses the question, what are, in your opinion, the top three Christmas movies of all time? That's the real question. Because I think it goes jingle all the way, number one. Number two, Home Alone 2. Number three, Muppets Christmas Carol, probably. Probably. Um, let me think. So I would probably say Die Hard. Yeah, I mean, that that is is a contentious one. but I, If I it's set at mean. Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, I am beyond all other conversations. Someone tried to say to me that it's not Christmas. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he actually says Merry Christmas. In the film, yeah, he does. But that those are the kind of people that that argue about Jaffa cakes, whether they're cakes or biscuits. It's like if you're that person, I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you. 
Do you know what I mean? Like if you if that's the I mean I'm pretty sure we have literally had that argument on the podcast, but I'm fairly certain it's a biscuit for fuck's sake. Well, I mean fine, let's not let's not unearth old traumas. Um, no, it's not. But I think uh, that they're doing a home alone reboot currently. They've already done this. Home Alone reboots, and they no, didn't but work. Another Home Alone reboot. Now, unless I think... Macaulay Culkin is now forty, and it's going to be a dark, gritty reboot where Macaulay is some John Wick esque shotgun, shotgun flinging housebound nutter. I don't want to watch it. The only, I agree with you. The only exception I would make is that Home Alone replaces Kevin with um, like <laughs> a, an, a, do, a, a kind of dottery elderly woman um, who just kind of causes havoc. And I think the perfect woman to play said, um, let's call her, what's her name that begins mum? with K? It's the mum. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, no, is, is Judge Judy Shinelin. Oh my! You would want Judge Judy. Yeah, I want to Ju- be oh, Kevin's I... mum. In no, 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 own no. Movie. I want her to be the 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 protagonist of a, a new um, Christmas Home Alone, starring Judge Judy <laughs> Shinelin as Cassandra, Kavina, <laughs> my God, or Davina McCall. Davina McCall as Kevin <laughs> in a very strange adaptation of Home Alone. Davina McCall. <laughs> oh, she is a natural action hero at that. Okay, <laughs> now. I mean, I thought my other Christmas movies were bad because I was going down the, the Gremlins and Batman Returns route. I wasn't going to say any Christmas movie. No, Gremlins is definitely a Christmas movie. <laughs> They, they could do a where. reboot of that, starring Judge Judy Shailen. <laughs> As every Gremlin. Yeah, she superposed her face. <laughs> My boy. So good tidings to you for episode 61. Yeah. Isn't it? It is. Here we are. Wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. How's it going? Uh, absolutely fucking terrible, but we won't talk about it because I'm going to stay in a good mood. Okay. Stay happy. Okay. Stay stay pleasant. Good. Yeah? I mean, I'll try. I mean, <laughs> let, let's get it out of the way. Go on We now. haven't actually spoke to each other for a little while now, probably, have we? I mean, we spoke to each other in phone calls and things, but nothing yeah. pod-related. It's all no. been life uh, assistance and trying to prop each other up in a way that stops the other one from collapsing entirely. Yeah. Um, it's not been great. No, it's been a tough and couple I'm of sure, weeks. I'm sure, well, it's been a tough year. It has, hasn't it's it? It's been a very tough 12 months and I believe everyone else has had a tough 12 months, but mm. maybe not as tough as some of the poor, poor, unconsolable high street shops that are shutting due to this year sad times that the high street is closing i mean depends what high street isn't it well it does but i mean all of all of the, the mainstays are going we were losing burtons when was the last time peacocks. you went to burtons when was the last time I mean, you went to peacocks doesn't matter no but we're losing all of these things mm. important news some may say yep radio one thought it was important so they decided to do a feature on it. Now, okay. 
As you know, I listen to Radio 1 relatively often. May need to make sure they're not nicking more of our stuff. They have been, but we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> okay. But they did a news report on the Arcadia Group, which is the big business conglomerate that owns all of Burton's and Topshop. Top Man and, yeah, Top yeah, Man and yeah. all that crap. They were like, oh, it's closing. They're losing thousands of job positions, blah, 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 blah. Here is person in the field with a report on this story. Okay. And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to go send, I'm going to call her Sally because I don't know who I was. Sally's going to go and interview the owner of Arcadia. It's going to be an interesting conversation. No. Do you know what sound clip played as they said the shops are shutting? Go on. So this is exactly how it went, and I'm doing it paraphrasing. The Arcadia Group has finally closed its doors, like this store in London. And the sound clip was a shutter closing. (laughs) Just in case you weren't sure what that meant. In case you didn't understand what closing a door was or something shutting, they literally played the sound of a roller shutter being closed and then never went back to the person in the field. Just continued with the news article. The I was like, like, that person oh. was there to record a door. Are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> what sort of, like, next-level journalism is this? Something that I'd... We're interviewing doors now. Getting the real heart of the moment. <laughs> no one thinks about the doors. Even the smallest of things, and all the, the most reliable of things, like a news report seems to be kind of weird now everything's weird you know i had i had a flu jab this morning and i turned up and it was like it was like a conveyor belt you stood outside you're kind of being hustled in you go into the room you give me a date of birth he goes this is the reason why you're getting it right and i'm like yeah boom in your arm see you later you walk down the corridor you turn and it's like what the fuck is happening it was literally like I was. It was being branded. I was a cow going into brand. It's just like all these <laughs> things that we sort of, you know, when you go to a doctor surgery, you walk in, you sign in, you sit down, you get called in. Even that's up for grabs now. Everything is up for grabs. They're interviewing doors. They're pushing people <laughs> through things. You know, the supermarkets are going mental. It's it's. Yeah, it's madness. It's actual madness. Uh, I mean, you've got to wonder where things will slow down and stop and and sort of placate at mm, some point mm. because you feel like it needs to. It does we, feel uh, a bit like that. But yeah, what... I mean, we're, we're rushing towards the new year and all mm. that sort of stuff. And I know a lot of people do put um, like they're like, oh, you know, New Year, New Me. We talked about that before, but yeah. I think. Genuinely, this year, everyone wants just a new start, like a new, fresh beginning that isn't just some non-stop cavalcade of misery. Because it's been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty different this year. And they say that with all the, everyone's gone mad. Everyone's actually gone mad. I mean, even getting a job, like obviously my regular job is null and void this year because no one's allowed to go outside and do anything. Yeah. So I've been looking for other jobs, right? And I I, I found a, a job listing that is nearby and was something I thought I might be able to do. It sounds interesting. Let's have a look into it. 
So it's a lab assistant. Oh, wow. Lab assistant, very vague. What kind of lab are we talking about? Lab assistant for every cloud vape shop. Okay, what qualifications do I need for this? And do you know what? I don't have the qualifications for this job. Okay, I have a couple. Do you want to know what? Go do you want to know why? Go on. Well, there are three qualifications that are needed. Right. All of them preferred, except for one. Go on. A driving license, which Got I that. have. Tick. A year of lab experience, which, believe it or not, I have. Yeah, tick. But I don't have the last one, Ryan. <laughs> oh, God, you said, my first, you said my first name. I'm really worried about it. I need a year's experience of vaping. <laughs> <laughs> That's on a job listing. Why don't you just say that you vape? Because uh, I don't want to look like a dickhead. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I vape. I chased the dragon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I mean, firstly, every cloud has got to be the worst pun <laughs> name for a vape shop ever. I mean, yep. also, secondly, a lab assistant. What are you just vaping yeah. in the lab? Just vaping in a lab, putting putting new concoctional flavours together. Jesus fucking Christ. I found something the other day, a, a classic, some could say, that seems like it was made for us to talk about. So it's, it was a game that came out on the Nintendo Wii. Do you remember that thing with the little control, uh, you know what's really funny? controllers and stuff? What? I've been thinking, I, I, I would quite like to buy a Wii. I used to love really? Wii bowling and Wii a bit, tennis. A bit of Nintendo Wii. Well, yeah. I've got just the game for you to make your first purchase when you eventually do pick up your your classic Hui. gaming console Hui. Nintendo Hui. Nintendo Hui, okay. The Nintendo Hui. So <laughs> So I what <laughs> I'm gonna send you this picture. Yeah. And I'm gonna let you calm down after you've seen it. Okay. And then you are gonna go and you're gonna you're gonna search on YouTube for exactly the title of said game. Okay. And what will pop up will be a video that we're all going to watch together. It's about a minute long, and you'll know which one it is. Okay. Sending you the image of the box art now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan, would you like to explain to the people listening what you're looking at here? Okay. <laughs> One for the kids. So, uh, listeners, Lee has sent me a picture of a game that's called Cheggers Party Quiz, <laughs> and it's a cartoon picture of the late, great British TV personality, Keith Chegwin. <laughs> yes, it is. So, so I've now got do. to go onto YouTube and put in Cheggers Party Quiz. Yes, because what they did while you're searching for that, I'll just explain what they've done. So they've encapsulated the personality and voice of Keith Cheggers Chegwin yeah. into what I can only describe as an abominational character. Okay. Uh, you will see said character on the thumbnail of the video. Yeah, I've already got it, <laughs> obviously. And we're now going to listen to the advert for Cheggers Party Quiz on Nintendo Week. 
It's me, Cheggers! Way! Hey, welcome to my party, Quiz. We're in for some great fun today, so pull up a seat, make yourself comfy, and let's get on with the game! Way! <laughs> I mean, anyone who doesn't want to play a game with Cheggers doing these sound effects, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like the most stressful thing in the history <laughs> of civilization. With this weird little odd nigh-on dwarven Keith Cheggwin that doesn't make any sense. Hey, I'm not wearing anything down there. <laughs> Why? Hang on. Now on Nintendo Hang on, hang on. So, 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 hang on. Sorry. Sorry, Cheggers. But he has just ended the advert by essentially, because you can only see the top half of him on the screen. So he's mm. essentially saying that his penis is on show, except the camera can't see it. Cheggers party quiz for ages three plus. <laughs> I mean,. I, I I've never wanted something more in, in life. If Santa, if you're real, mate, can you please deliver to me Cheggers party quiz? Because that looks like a fucking delight. <laughs> Don't be angry, don't be pissed. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Just sit there, put it on, on your, your head, head list. Nice. Yeah. Uh, probably, looking at it, just going over my notes, and it says here... It's your go. Oh, okay. So, uh... okay. So, my first entry to date list uh, for this episode is BBC's The One Show. What a crock of absolute bollocks. What a load of old fucking What do you mean? What are you talking about? Rubbish. Rubbish. No personality. Blump fucking nonsense. Fuck off. My second entry is what I'm calling pedestrian trepidation. Okay. Pull up to a zebra crossing. Wave the person across said zebra crossing. They go to go, then they stop. Then they go, then they stop. You are stationary in the car. You end up then getting angry and like thrusting them across the road. <laughs> yeah, go on. And I understand, because I was on the flip side of it the other day, where I was just about to cross at a pedestrian crossing, and one car zoomed straight past me, and then the other one, I was just about to walk, and I was thinking, mm, he's not slowing down. And... He, like, right at the last second slammed his brakes on. And I walked across and kind of put my arms out as if to say, fucking hell, mate, what are you doing? And he sort of caught, like, he was waving as, as as if for me to go towards the car. So I kind of walked on the pavement and he rolled his window down. And he went, you're wearing all black. You should be wearing a high-vis. 
was thinking, hang on a minute. Hang on. Why do I have to wear a high vest across the road? When's that ever been a thing? But I, I kind of, I laughed at myself because of how sure he was in his conviction that I was in the wrong because I did. Yeah, you should be road. wearing a high vis jacket. Yeah, you should be looking where you're fucking going, mate. Uh, my third entry <laughs> is work birthday whip round pressure or any kind of present now luckily at my work we don't have that problem because all of us forget when each other's birthdays are but i know in other places that i've worked and i've heard and spoken to other people about it where there's this like pressure and there's always one person you know they say everyone sort of bungs in a fiver or maybe a tenner and then someone's like yeah I, i only managed to uh to bung in 50 quid uh, what's everyone else putting in it's like you're just saying that so people yeah, go oh you put in 50 quid what a bell end here's a pound here is one pound that i just happen to have rolling around in my drawer you can have that i don't even know who this person is yet i'm buying him a fucking christmas present and it's this or birthday mm. present it's the same with oh it's so-and-so's birthday you put a card in i don't even know who the fuck that is i don't know who this is why what am i going to write in the birthday card have a good one <laughs> enjoy yourself fucking pointless um people from or who's the focus of hoarder shows right um just because that like they're dirty fucking bastards and like you get these shows where it's like britain's biggest hoarder and they send around like a specialist cleaning company to go in and clean like 14 years of dried shit on the back of a toilet pan and they clean it all for them and they come in and go god can't believe how good it looks it's like what the fuck are you doing i saw one the other day or i saw a clip (laughs) of one the other day and there was something like Two thousand fag butts just on the floor of the house, and what? then they went into this room, and there was all this like congealed weird stuff. Obviously, straight um, away I was like, "That's jizz," obviously, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it looked like marsh, like marshmallow had been dripped and was like hanging like the inside of a fucking cave. And the woman, the, the like <laughs> assistant who was with the main woman, was like, "What is that?" She was like, "Ah." Oh, I think that's saliva. <sighs> and the guy just been like gozzing off the side of his bed. And it was just, it all dried up and was hanging like fucking stalactites <sighs> or stalagmites. I was never very good at geography. I was like, you know what? You are the worst person. And then they come <laughs> in and they're all emotional because they can see their carpet. Or their whole house doesn't smell like so do the you know inside of a do? dead animal. Just tidy do you know up, do, you fucking Not be a bastard. disgusting bastard. It's ridiculous. I hate them. Um, I've got a couple more left. One is um, mixed veg bias. Um, When you buy a bag of frozen mixed vegetables, and like I've got one which has got peas and carrots and beans, um, as in runner, not baked, and I pour it to get it cooked, and it's about 96% carrot. If I wanted a bag of frozen carrots, I would have bought a bag of frozen carrots. So then I, I mean, have the problem of I'm trying to shimmy other bits of veg out of the bag so I can get a proportionate kind of selection. I mean, it's... it. Mm, okay. 
I mean, I, I try not to eat frozen veg by, that much. By buying but, you know. frozen veg, you've sort of bought it upon your own door. Hey, there's nothing wrong with frozen <laughs> veg. It keeps it, not. you know, you can keep it for ages. It's perfect. But, you know, if you're going to say mixed veg, it needs to be mixed. And my last one is perforated items that don't perforate. <laughs> so it, there's a little thing. It's like a divots in the packet. You just kind of press along like there. Like a cat threesome. Yeah, or like anything that's got sort of like cut here or pull here or rip here and it's like you do it and it just falls apart and then you have to hack at it to get it in so what's the point in providing the perforation if the perforation is redundant what is the fucking point (laughs) (sighs) and finally moving house (laughs) (laughs) i didn't see that one yeah what you got uh well I've got a few actually for a change. Oh, so that's rare. I'll buckle off in. the top. Um, Piers Morgan. Okay, I'm pretty sure I mean, he's he, made it before, hasn't he? He probably has, but I mean, the guy's just a saloon door with popular opinion, isn't he? It's so fucking annoying. But no matter what he says, what side of an argument he falls on, he's just this rancid gammon version of it. Yes, it is. Him. Yeah, I he agree. can go. He's I, done I anyway. Uh, crossover versions of board games. So, in the ever-advancing technological age, board games are slowly being phased out as the preferred um, leisure time activity. So, what do they do? They bring out a crossover with a popular, you know, pop culture icon, such as, let's say, The Walking Dead, making a game of Cluedo. (laughs) Yeah. Or let's say my personal favourite, one that my son owns, Fortnite Monopoly. Now, you would have to tie my bollocks together to get me to play a game of Monopoly in the first place. (laughs) You know what? I've never, ever played a game of Monopoly before in my entire life. Every game of Monopoly is the same. You start off with good intentions. We're going to have a nice friendly game of <laughs> something on a board this is this is harmless fun that sounded like the advert <laughs> do you want a within, nice friendly game within, on a board <laughs> try new board game <laughs> board game well within 40 minutes of a game of monopoly mm. one person has the monopoly on the board <laughs> therefore making Everybody else entirely fucking miserable for the remaining two hours of the game, <laughs> yeah, where they eke long. out an existence of going around a board collecting two hundred dollars just to pay it to the prick of all the fucking hotels. I mean, I, no, Monopoly is like the cricket of board games, isn't it? It's too long, oh, it just goes too on complicated. Forever. Much worse when you're watching, you which you will jumpers. do for most of the time. Oh, yeah, and you're obliged to, after you have gone going bankrupt in the game, losing all your money and therefore losing the game. To sit there and watch the last two or three people duke it out like some sort of fucking corporate mega power trying to buy little wooden fucking houses on Fleet Street. Fuck off. I hate it. I hate Monopoly. So, and then put Fortnite on top of it. Fortnite, that thing that is also a pop culture vacuum. Mm. Fortnite is aimed at ages 8 to 15. You can They're get a last... bunch of 10-year-olds sitting around playing Monopoly when they could just be playing Fortnite. Only that. The last few things that they've added into Fortnite as a fucking vacuum of pop culture have been things not limited to the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, characters from adult movies such as, uh, what have we seen? We've seen Deadpool, 
we've seen John Wick and uh, The Walking Dead. You know, that, that really friendly for kids <laughs> zombie program in which people's faces quite often get fucking ripped off in front of you. Yeah, that is perfect for 8 to 14-year-olds or whatever it is. Dickheads. Hate it. Hate them both equally. They can, okay. they can all get on the list. Okay. <laughs> James fucking Arthur. He's permanently on I'm there. I'm not again. Just, no, I'm, I know. I just, I just have to bring... He'd come up again. More music. More misery out of the fucking speakers. It's like, stop, you fucking mundane bastard. <laughs> Pointless winnings. Now... I have signed up to the little fucking shopping app, haven't I? Because yeah, I'm getting my money's worth because I can only shop a little and it gives you rewards. Do you know what reward it gave Such me, Ryan? Such a miserable God. Do you know what reward it gave me? It gave me a scratch card. It goes, scratch it off, son. One out of ten. <laughs> One out of ten actually has something on it with- that was a win, and this win that I got as my one out of ten was a twenty-five p off my next shop. Even in little, I can't buy anything for twenty-five p. It is the most fucking pointless amount to ever win on anything ever. Oh my god! Oh my god! Fucking hell, man! God, bar fucking humbug. Seriously. But you're right, what's the more. point? What's the point? I got one more. P. Yeah, go on. <laughs> what is the point? Well, what, another thing that there's no point in, <laughs> and the last thing I shall put on my list, because as you can tell over the last few weeks, <laughs> I've had some shit. Some shit has gone down, man. They can tell that the listeners are thinking, God, are they all right? <laughs> no, we're not all right. <laughs> we are not okay. <sighs> We've had enough of this, bollocks. And one thing I've definitely had enough of is... Drivers who take their driving out of the vehicle. Now, to put that into some sensical context, I was taking my wife to work the other day. And uh, as I'm following a car in front, it lazily lifts to the left with no signal or indication of what it's doing, but it looks like he's parking, like he's so close to the curb. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is he doing? In which I have so much room left on the road, I can literally drive past it. So I do, thinking that he's parking. So I beep him because he didn't indicate. Carry on my dr- my trip, take my wife to work, at which point you realise there is a car directly behind us and a chap exiting said vehicle. The chap then knocks on my car window. Which straight away now, puts you in a bad mood. In case you hadn't noticed... yeah. We're in a global pandemic where one of the main things that everyone is telling each other to do is keep your distance from others who are not in your bubble. And now, at nine o'clock in the morning, I have someone tippy-tapping on my car window. Yeah. So I wound my window down. I said, good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Did you say didn't you said good morning yeah i did good morning morning (laughs) good morrow sir (laughs) good morning and he said morning why'd you beat me (laughs) right you know what i mean yeah he goes why'd you beat me and i looked him in the face and i said because i had absolutely no idea what you were doing he said well i was pulling over to let the lorry go past now this guy's in a fiat 500 i'm in a Vauxhall Astra. 
from 2003. This thing's the size of a fucking box. It's a, it's a container's worth of car that I'm driving. He is in what is the equivalent of a dwarf. Yet, he had to pull over. I said, okay, that's fine. I said, but I still had no idea what you were doing because I made it through fine. And then my wife said something, which was, you didn't indicate. And this must have stirred up some deep-set hatred and anger towards women that he doesn't know because straight away he leant further into my car to inform my wife that he didn't need to indicate. Right. And that was when I saw the spittle enter my car. (laughs) Oh, my God. At which point I said, do you want to get the fuck away from my window? And this guy looked at me and went, you want to calm down, son? And I went, do you know what? No, I fucking don't. I've just driven my wife to work in the morning and you have followed me for the last 12 minutes to then appear at my car window and spit onto my lap whilst informing my wife that she is wrong. No, man. Absolutely fucking not. So I got out of the car, at which point he went, oh, fuck this, ran to his Fiat 500. His wife then starts chipping out because she thinks I'm getting out on the kickoff. We had to pull over for the trap. That would have been a nice Christmas if you all died, wouldn't it, you fucking idiot? I went, yeah, we're all fucking dead, aren't we, you blind bastard? Well done. I started applauding her. My wife fucked off to work as quick as she could, and I don't blame her at all. And these two dickheads got back in their car and drove off. And I was like, go on, just fuck off. I was ignoring them. Didn't say anything else. No. It was over. Good. Gave my wife a hug. She went to work. I got back in the car. Had a deep breath. Like, on top of everything else that's been happening, mm-hmm. you know, locally and worldwide, didn't really need that. No. But then it started to set in. And it's that feeling after an altercation with someone where your brain starts to think of all the things it could have said. You know what that's called? <clears throat> it's called staircase wit. Ah. It's the, 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 you, you, <coughs> you find the best crippling put down, but it's just too late. Exactly. Now, this started to occur because I instantly thought of what I should have said to his wife when she chopped up. And I had all these things running through my head. But I was like, you know what? It's over. It doesn't matter. So I went to drive away and go home. And that was when I spotted them in the car park buying tickets to park right next to where my wife works. Right. And my brain, being in this staircase wit moment, went into overdrive. And I wound down the window and shouted what is possibly my personal favorite, suck at my own dick, my personal favorite insult that I could have possibly come up with in that moment. Go on then. <laughs> so, wound down the window as he's buying his ticket out of the machine and shouted, I hope you're going to go and buy yourself a fucking life, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking juvenile. I know. I felt like I was 15 and on top of the world all at the same time. I put my music up. I drove off and continued to run to myself all the way home. Much better. But what's on the list is that fucking prick and people like him. Don't get out of your fucking car because someone has beeped at you. I get beeped at numerous times a day. And do you know what I do about it? Absolutely nothing because I don't care. I carry on driving and make sure that I'm being safe. Here comes the 
So you gotta do <laughs> as you should listen to this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> so I want you to search something on YouTube. We can watch this together. We can, it's more about what is said, which is why it's going to work on this format, which is audio only. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a search for Robert Dias, as in the shop. Yeah. Um, you're going to go... Actually, no, you're just going to add one more word to that. Um, gay. Yeah. And now from the official Robert Dias YouTube channel approximately five years ago, you will see an advert. Yes. Let's play. Let's enjoy this together. Okay. Hi, my name's Marcus. I work at Robert Dias and I'm gay. I like going out with my friends and playing volleyball. I also like showing our gay and straight customers a funky range of our Christmas gifts. Hi, my name is James. I'm straight and I work at Robert Dyer's. I like sailing, baking and showing off all our Christmas kitchen gadgets to our gay and straight customers. I'm straight and I love shopping at Robert Dyer's. <laughs> I'm gay and I love shopping at Robert Dyer's. I'm bisexual and I always find something I love at Robert Dyer's. It doesn't matter! Look at this Christmas tree. It's perfect for a gay person or a straight person. This feels like a treat in a straight person's <laughs> home, or a gay person's. Robert Dyer's, where gays and straights can buy drills and much, much more. <laughs> <laughs> where gays and straights can buy drills. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Oh, I fucking love you, Robert Dyer's, for trying. Thank you so much. I know it's five years old, but I don't care. It still gets me. You know what else oh, is five so years old? What's that? A tweet from someone called Bill Dixon. It says, about five years ago, I worked in a restaurant and Ludacris came in, ordered spring rolls and sent them back. When I apologised, he said, don't apologise. Spring rolls are unpredictable. I think about this at least once a week. <laughs> spring rolls are unpredictable. Five years ago was a much simpler time, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was, but just to end this bit off, because I feel like it's involved, oh, excuse me, in some ways still. Um, I, I saw another advert for something else that made me so happy and confused. Um, I, I literally cannot wait for it to come out. So I'm just going to forge you something. This is something, I, you tell, I like to do this. It's much funnier listening to your reaction than me trying to describe it to you. I'm amazed you haven't mentioned it, which means you hopefully haven't seen it already. Okay. But it's a, it's a new movie that's coming out on uh, on cable television. Okay. So. <laughs> this is not true. It can't it is, be true. It is the truest thing I have seen on set images of him in the get-up. So, Ryan, please do us all a favour and describe exactly what it is. 
that has been advertised. Well, the film is called A Recipe for Seduction on Lifetime, and it's the Lifetime original mini-movie presented by KFC with Mario Lopez, (laughs) i.e. A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell, playing (laughs) what I can only assume is an incredibly well-built, muscly Colonel Sanders. It certainly is. The Just when line. you thought 2020 couldn't get any fucking weirder, <laughs> they're making we all a... have our we all have our secrets. His just happens to be a recipe for seduction. So is that the secret <laughs> mix of herbs and spices? Is it? That is the uh, the twelfth, yeah, the twelfth edition, I believe. Goodness gracious, what is happening? <laughs> Um, to carry on the theme of what is happening, um, obviously this time of year being the festive season, there are a lot of um, cooking shows around. Um, mm. And I don't know whether this came to your attention, Lee, it may have done. Listeners, you may already have heard this, but if you haven't, it is absolutely fantastic. So recently, I believe, Nigella Lawson um, was <laughs> hosting a yep. Christmas show. And... Some viewers, including myself, were not only perturbed by how everything is a single entendre with Nigella Lawson, not only how she manages to make everything she cooks seem like she's making it whilst seducing you. Unnecessarily sexual. There was a particular pronunciation of a word that myself and a lot of viewers found (laughs) very interesting. And I have the clip to play for you. Have you heard it? I have. It's wonderful. So, listeners, if you haven't heard it, cop a load of this one. Drying them out a bit in the hot pan, and I'm ready to set to with my mechanical masher. Now, I'm aiming for quite a solid mash at this stage, but I still need a bit of milk, full fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. <laughs> In the micro wave, and in the micro wave, and in the micro wave. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the micro wave. Now, I mean, clearly she's taking the piss. Well, or she's just that posh. I mean, <laughs> microwave is a staple word. And it's and, and it just that's another example of just everything falling apart. People just going absolutely fucking rogue. There are people on TV talking about COVID, calling it COVID. Why are you calling it COVID. that? Why have you decided COVID. to go? No, it's, it's not COVID. It's COVID. It's, it's a word. I. Everything is falling apart around us, and Where I don't know what to do. <laughs> This podcast is for everything. The world is crumbling around us. And I say, let's just fucking ride the wave, man. Let's just sit atop it on a steed. <laughs> like a silver surfer. Yes. Guiding our way through the universe. It's preposterous. And actually, that was, um, again, just to prove that things are falling apart um, by the seams. Um 
that is actually this week's um, entry to. Well, are you just fucking kidding me? Well, are you just fucking kidding me? Well, are you just fucking kidding me? Often talk about my private life on the pod, not not like the, the private private stuff, you know. Yeah, the private stuff, like wanking because it's, that. Yeah, because yeah. it's private, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. private thing. It's gross. Yeah, but as as um, an adult with an adult partner who can make adult decisions, every so often you want to do adult things, don't you? Because like eat ice cream for dinner. I mean, just lock the door and... and oh, up. okay. Right. So, as you know, I have children. I know them fairly well, yeah. <laughs> as I have children, that basically means I don't have sex anymore. Because okay. children are the best cock block you'll ever have. They will stop any slightest hint of a sexual moment. They are running in, jumping on your lap, making things very uncomfortable. They are coming in, asking for assistance with the shit that they've just dropped on the floor because they didn't realise it was on the tissue and the tissue didn't go in the toilet. So many things that will stop you from enjoying one of the, the finest, finest experiences that life can give you, which is coital connection. We know what you're talking about. <laughs> You've made it very clear. Oh, I like dancing around it. Anyway, so, there, there happened a moment where my son was busy on these headphones, playing some Fortnite downstairs. The eldest was getting in the shower, and we thought, oh, shit, we can lock the door while they're out of the way. Oh, my God. I, listeners, had, if you feel uncomfortable, I'm right with you. Just give me a moment, yeah? Because this isn't going the way you think it is. So they're out of the way. Doors are closed in between. There's, like, three doors in between us. They're out of the way. The door's locked. It's going to be very quick. First time in ages, it feels like, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just about to get started, just about to do all the good stuff. And then we hear doors opening. Someone's coming. So, like teenagers. <laughs> you might want to change your phrasing there, sir. <laughs> someone's on the way. Oh, okay. Better. <laughs> Up the stairs. Okay, better. So, like teenagers hiding from parents, we quickly scramble clothes back on, stop what we're doing. Didn't even get started. Just just got to the preliminaries yeah. at best. Yeah? yeah. And there's a knock at our door. Bloody hell. Right. So close back on, everything back to normal. You know, in, in nonchalant poses and all that stuff. Nothing's happening, nothing to see here. Like when you have a sleepover when you're a kid and you're up really late yeah. and chatting and yeah, the parents exactly. walk in, you'll pretend you're asleep. It's very much so. Yeah, but we're yeah. we're up and about, we're folding clothes. Yeah, what's up? Hey man, cool, fresh, casual. Nothing nothing going on here. And it's the eldest. And he then's informer informs us that he's left his phone in the room. I said, all right. I mean, yeah. I was on a Discord call to my friend. <laughs> and I said, what? You mean before you had a shower? So you ended the call? Went, no, no, it's been running the whole time. I just need to get it so I can talk to him again. 
Oh my god. At which point god. I pick up the handset, look at the phone screen, and yep, there's two people in a Discord call just sat there. Now, I hope with everything in my body that at that time it was muted for us. But if it wasn't, by no fault of my own, I may have been party to creating a little bit of radio soft pull. Just saying, not intentionally, there was no purpose, full meaning to it. It was just there. And, yeah, it didn't go well. Like, ten minutes later, he comes back up like, I know what you were doing. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Why am I getting dressed down by my eldest child? Like, oh can't I just live? <laughs> but, yeah, if you ever think that you've had an embarrassing moment... Try doing a Discord <laughs> Discord porn. sex show. Died. Ho ho ho! Indeed. Shit. Holy shit! It's yeah. over. Yeah. Yep. We have reached the climax. <laughs> Quite literally, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Oh, no, then no. you didn't, did you? No, um, they didn't even get anyway. <laughs> Did you forget started? Honestly, it's just a prelude. Um, Not even that. So it's Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, merry fucking Christmas indeed. The cookies are getting put down, and the the houses are getting broken into. Bublé is irritating the shit. He'd go in room one (laughs) hundred and two. I tell you, I fucking hate Michael Bublé. He's he's the keeper of Christmas. Hold the microphone closer to your mouth, Michael Bublé, please. (laughs) Doesn't need to. He's got the power. Okay. Well, I'll t- tell you who else doesn't need to. Oh, fuck it. Now here he is. We're back on form, listeners. Chris Kamara with his Christmas album. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, if there's anyone that I want to see more of, it's Cammy. Yeah, he would be in. I don't even like football anymore, no. and I still love Cammy. I will watch football just as he's there presenting. For listeners who are going what <laughs> from basically anywhere apart from England, and anyone younger than thirty probably doesn't know who the fuck Chris Kamara <laughs> is. Chris Kamara is a, a foot, an ex footballer and football commentator who is basically just one of the greatest human beings ever he's incredibly funny and silly his job was to stand beside a football match between Portsmouth and Southampton I believe and give pitch side commentary to the point where the in-studio crew go Chris over to you as there's been a sending off at Fratton Park the home of Portsmouth Football Club to which Cammy replies was there (laughs) yeah completely missed I missed that but go on go on YouTube Chris Kamara yeah. misses sending off. It's yeah. one of the best bits of news reporting you've ever seen in your life. It's great. And he's released a Christmas album. Um, he has, just to cheer everyone up a bit, because Bublé can't manage it all on his own. Exactly. Um, but we are also going to attempt to end the Christmas extravaganza. <laughs> or the, you know, <laughs> uh, the Christmas the ca- misery ma- Merry carnage. Um, with... Um, what I believe to be a little um, little game for you, Lee. Um, and you can play at home as well, listeners. I have in front of me a selection of um, Christmas gifts. Okay. And I was wondering if you would like me to buy any of them for you for Christmas. 
Okay. Okay. So if you play your cards right, Lee, you could winging its way to you could be one of the following things. Now these are all legitimate Christmas presents that have been made available <laughs> across various different sites. Number one, eyebrow razors, six pack. What? These are razors that are specifically designed to help you to shape your eyebrows. Oh, razors. Like, I thought you meant like to make your eyebrows permanently up, like you're surprised. <laughs> no. no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> this is a real eyebrow razor. <laughs> yeah, they've missed the trick with their marketing there, I tell you. So do you want six eyebrow razors? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, well, that's the end of the game that was meant <laughs> no, to last no, longer. No. <laughs> I pulled a, I had to um, tweet, get a pair of tweezers and pull an eyebrow hair out the other day. I'm turning into my dad. <laughs> He's basically got two moustaches on his fucking above each eye. Um, <laughs> present number two is a cockroach stuffed animal. Which the wording of the gift is very confusing to me. So it's a cockroach. It's a cockroach pillow, actually. Yeah, Yeah. but it's not a stuffed animal that's filled with cockroaches. (laughs) No, although that would be a a great gift to give to someone like Warwick or Corden. Um, Mm. Number three is personalized branding iron. So you can put, I mean, three-letter words. So I could get tit or ass. Or not a swear word on a branding iron. Send it to you for Christmas. I so can you get my can, name. Br- Lee, you could I'm get you around branding. People. I could get Raya, <laughs> so that's good. A more combat <laughs> character sounds like. Um, so you could brand yourself or others. Or I mean, neither of us smoke. Um, but we could get a lung ashtray. So it's a silver ashtray in the shape of a set of human <laughs> lungs. Um, there is a um, a particular urn. Um, a cremation urn, which you can buy just in case things happen. Um, you could buy a fanny pack or bum bag, as we call it in the UK, which looks like yeah. a beer belly. And the way yeah, they've chosen to market said item is to have cans of Stella spilling out, i.e. this is where you could put your Stella. If you are drinking Stella to that extent, you've probably already got a beer belly and therefore (laughs) a fanny pack is superfluous. Um, Number nine is a donation to the Harvey Weinstein Foundation. (laughs) So that's an interesting Christmas present, isn't it? Just to keep that afloat. Your name. Um, Ten is a stripper pole. Everyone needs one. Um, Twelve is an exercise... Sorry, eleven is an exercise gift basket. Bark it? Bark it. <laughs> a what? An exercise gift basket. <laughs> Bark it is not a thing. So it's a, basically, it looks like a, a plastic washing bag full of, I mean, it's got like a couple of bottles of water, a resistance band, a pedometer, some workout DVDs. Like imagine getting that. Imagine getting that. You'd be like, oh, cheers. Um, Thanks. Bathroom scales that have Bluetooth capacity. This one I think is really what? good. Onion goggles. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to explain what they were, but that's fairly self-explanatory, really, isn't it? Um, a cookie cri- Christmas... Oh, fucking hell. A Christmas cookie cutter that is in the shape of a fetus. Oh, lovely, yeah. Um, a charm 
for a bracelet, which is a fertility charm that looks surprisingly similar to a tiny silver butt plug. Um, a <laughs> mug, which is in the shape of a toilet. So the, the, the bit you drink out of is the toilet bowl. Lovely. We've got a Rudolph Mankini. Everyone needs one. We have balding products. So products for men who are balding. <laughs> which, unfortunately, I'd find quite useful. Um, (laughs) And a website where you can send in old shit that you don't want and they will resell it as Christmas gifts. Which pretty much, I think, is just buy and sell on Facebook, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. So those are... Would you like any of those presents? I will take the Chris Kamara Christmas album. Please. Uh, <laughs> Christmas Kamara. Christmas Kamara album, please. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> luckily for you, Lee, winging its way to you is the Chris Kamara Christmas album. Yay! Well, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. I can press a button. I've just got a find said button. Just talk amongst yourselves. What am I feeling the top? Oh, there we go. I'm the winner. Yay. Of the Chris Kamara Christmas album. So, um, Babblers, thank you for listening. Um, I mean, if you've listened to all of this, you deserve a present. You deserve the Christmas Kamara album. You do. So, listeners... I mean, we're not going to send it to you, but someone else definitely should. No. Yeah, no, we're not going to. But um, what we will do is be back very soon. Do we want to tell them what we're doing with the end of year episode just to whet their whistles? You can join us... For the end of year extravaganza that is the Babblement Awards, or the Babblies, if you will, where Each. we will go over the best things to happen ever in, in short form and format. Every winner will receive a trophy, and that trophy is a little golden sofa. So tune in. Before the new year to listen to the Bab the first annual Babbly Awards with your ever increasingly positive hosts. <laughs> I mean, it, it promises to be a truly heartwarming event full of positivity yep. and open mindedness and that is what we're known for. For forward forward thinking. Yeah, yep. of course. We are cutting trendsetters. edge. Cutting edge. Enjoy your Christmases, everybody. Yeah, I mean, Merry Christmas, everyone. Goodbye. Put that cooking down! Now! <laughs>